Justice Wisconsin, the truth, the most requested advocate in the state. 101.7 FM, the movement continues. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Milwaukee, yeah. stand up, yeah. stand up. It's Tory Low, the truth from one to four. We about that action, so tap in and let's go. Uh, we want that justice, we want all the smoke. From Monday through Friday, trying to bring the city hope. Yeah. Tory Low from one to four, Monday through Friday, let's go. We about that action from the block, and we ready, let's go. Tap in, and it ain't no holding back. We ready, we ready. 1017, the truth. Tory Low, Tory Low Show live from American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue. The movement continues. The marathon continues right here on 1017 The Truth. Thank you for joining me for the second hour of the Tory Low Show live from Pfizer Forum for the Milwaukee Bucks HBCU game tonight. Bucks versus the Charlotte Hornets. Hey, look, I'm looking forward to another powerful HBCU night right here at Pfizer Forum. And uh, if y'all want to tune in to the show broadcasting live from Pfizer Forum, go to 1017 The Truth on YouTube and join the chat. And I can't even see the chat right now. As a matter of fact, we live, so I don't see the talk to text or the chat. But DJ Brother Z has an eye on the chat and the talk to text. And, you know, we might try to peek in there and see what y'all talking about but i want to talk about a story uh about andre richards andre richards he has a food truck called gumbo valley and his food truck was recently in an accident that destroyed his business on houghton and capital let's listen 607 right now this morning the owner of a local food trucks picking up the pieces after a driver crashed into his business the gumbo valley truck was totaled during the dinner rush monday it happened near capitol in holton when a driver slammed into the food truck andre richards was inside when it happened i was making a gumbo and i just i don't know i felt the big bang try to make it to my feet and i try to crawl out I had to end up eventually coming through the front because I couldn't get wow. through the back. I changed my life to do this. I left the streets alone. I changed my life to do this. Wow. Ooh, heartbreaking emotional sound there. A heart's break for Andre. We witnessed Milwaukee police conduct a sobriety test on the driver before taking them into custody. Andre Richards tells us he is committed and working hard to getting his business back on the street. Hey, look, I'll tell you this. I, I, I wonder why they didn't set up a GoFundMe. DJ Brothers, he tried to look around and see if there's anything that's out here because I haven't seen it. And if you have seen it, Truth Nation, put the GoFundMe in the talk to text or in the chat on 1017 the truth on youtube so we can announce how they're trying to help this man get his business back uh he told the news uh tm tmj4 he said it took me about 14 months to build the truck every day every night 
I mean, and he said he left the streets and built him a business, and now it's it, it's destroyed. I'm wondering if anybody, if anybody got any information on how he wants the community or can the community help rebuild his truck. Send it to the talk to text line or send it to the chat, 1017 The Truth. Or if Andre Richards family members can call in 833-212-1017. Let's make sure we do our part as a community to get to help him get his, his business back on track. Because this, this devastated me because I understood when you're from the streets and you're trying to do the right thing and you take time to build something up. And then one day it's gone. And it's got to be devastating. Uh, prayers going out to the family of uh, Andre Richards. He could have lost his life due to a reckless driver uh, crashing into his food truck. And I've seen two articles on this, but I did not see a way for the community to help him out. This is what we're supposed to do at this time when you hear stories like this. DJ Brother Z, let me know if somebody comes through with the information okay. on, on how to help. Uh, this next story is a story that we've been talking about, about the father, you know, who, whose son died in his home and he was on a run. And the thing is with this is that, and what's sad about the story is that they said the son died from malnutrition. And the Milwaukee police have been looking for this father uh, well, he, he'd been wanted for months in connection with the 12-year-old. Now he's in custody. Uh, let's get that story up so people can understand what's going on with that. Oh, another tragic story, you know, of a young child in the city uh, being neglected. Let's listen. It's been four months since 12-year-old Jakari Robinson was found starved to death in his Milwaukee home. Tonight, his father, who'd been on the run for months, is in police custody. CBS 58's Brian McRae joins us in our studio with the events that led up to Romwan Moy's arrest. Bryant. Yeah, good evening, Amanda. According to court records, an arrest warrant went out for Moy five days after his son, Jakari Robinson, was found dead in their Northside home last October. Police say for months they could not find Moy for questioning. This weekend, that all changed when they say an outside source led them to his arrest. What we thought was maybe a really small investigative lead for us, and so something that we thought was maybe really small ended up pointing us in, in the right direction. Milwaukee Police Officer Thomas Kotnick with the Special Investigation Fugitive Apprehension Division is one of the officers responsible for ending a manhunt spanning several months. I was relieved. Sunday afternoon, just before 1230 near Jackson and Kilbourne, Kotnick along with his partner, Officer Brandon Rutherford, arrested 45-year-old Ramon Moy. Moy was wanted in connection to the death of his son, 12-year-old Jakari Robinson. According to investigators, Moy allegedly starved Robinson to death. This is a dad who who wouldn't give his child food for discipline. It's, it's incredibly sad. Michael Driscoll, a detective with the Milwaukee Police Department, says when Moy was wanted for questioning, he vanished. For all intents and purposes, disappeared. He left the house, he, he left the house that night 
and has not been seen since. Officers say for the past several months, they have been gathering information on Moy's whereabouts. Mr. Moy has evaded being apprehended for the last number of months. On Monday, Moy made his initial appearance in the Milwaukee County Court, where he faces several charges, including first-degree reckless homicide, chronic neglect of a child causing death and bodily harm, and failure to report the death of a child. Officers hoping Moy's arrest can bring the family of the little boy one step closer to closure. There's a lot of people that had a lot of questions over the, the last couple of months about what we were doing, how come he hasn't been found yet. Um, so I think this is a step in the right direction and makes everyone feel a little bit better. Now, Natalie and Amanda, if convicted, Moy could face up to 82 years in prison. For now reporting oh, wow. live in the studio. Brian 82 years. Now, the thing is with this situation, uh, Jakari Robinson, this is his father and, and, and it went a while before they realized he was he had passed, you know, and I think the brother was the one that was on the news talking about it. Uh, sad situation in the city of Milwaukee where this young boy was not fed uh, malnutrition and lost his life at his father's house. Uh, the father went on a run. They finally got him. And uh, let's just send some prayers up to this family. That was this is a very tragic incident that took place in the city. And I'll, and I'll say, we got to check on our peoples because sometimes, you know, we get involved in our own lives and many times uh, our people, our own family members, some of our friends are hurting and, and we don't really check on them enough. And I started to call or send a text message to those around me, those that talk to me that, that are my friends. I, I said I have to do that even more, you know, because sometimes we get caught up in our lives and we get to going. But I'm wondering, you know, he was there for you know a while without nobody really understanding what took place with him and and i guess the brother was on the news talking about how they discovered that he had passed on the floor at his dad's house another sad story once again truth nation when it comes to children when it comes to how we are uh dealing with each other and i'll say this i always tell you know, my son, my oldest son, I said, uh, make sure that you become, you know, aware of what's going on with your siblings. And I always give him that because he's the oldest one. But I always say, make sure you understand what's going on with your siblings and make sure that, you know, you help me, you know, because you're the oldest one. They always check up on your siblings, and I, as I do. And, and it's important to create a sense of uh, family around those that are in your life. I learned that I grew up with a small sense of family because grandma, grandfather, my cousins would come by. And then as I got older, we started separating. And then, you know, as we got older and started having our own families and our own lives, it got less and less. We got distance from each other when it comes to our relationship. So it happens. But I'll say this. It's important for us to maintain those relationships with our loved ones. And I don't even know what could have stopped this one. I don't know if it could have been stopped or if the dad just didn't give a, you know, didn't give two cents about his son. But like I said, once again, it's just one of those situations where we have to take a lesson from this and just right now, you know, send a text message to one of your family members so you haven't seen in a while or somebody that you've been thinking about just at many times, let them know you love them. Also, we got this uh, fundraiser that I've, I've asked for people to send in 
the fundraiser by Anthony M. Gumbo Valley truck accident. I, I guess that's the GoFundMe. The Gumbo Valley food truck incident. That's the fundraiser. So if y'all look that up, y'all can get information on how to help with the food truck, with the with the situation that I'm looking through it right now. Thank you for sending me that text, uh, DJ Brother Z. Hey, look, when we come back, we're going to have more conversation, Truth Nation. Stay locked in right here on Tory Lowe. More of the Tory Lowe Show is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Double up, three or four times, I ain't telling no lies, I just run it up. Never let a hard time humble us. Double up, double up. I ain't telling no lies, I just, yeah. I ain't telling no lies, I just. Five. 101, seven the truth, Tory Low, Tory Low Show. DJ Brother Z on the ones and twos, Tory Low Show, live today from Pfizer Forum. The Bucks HBCU game versus the Charlotte Hornets tonight. Hey, look, it's going to be a great time. The True Family will be in the building at Pfizer Forum for the HBCU night game. Also, you can join me on 1017 The Truth as we broadcast live from Pfizer Forum. Uh, for the last couple weeks, the energy of domestic violence, we've been talking about that, hitting on different topics on how to prevent or how to, you know, avoid domestic issues. And there was a situation where Milwaukee police are investigating a deadly shooting of two people on 51st Street and Center Street. Uh, a 21-year-old woman was pronounced dead at the scene. Also... A 28-year-old was brought to the hospital, but was pronounced dead later. Um, once again, the police are they're saying that this is a domestic situation that took place. Let's listen to what took place. In Milwaukee, cries for an end to gun violence from a family who lost two loved ones over the weekend. 21-year-old Brianna Sanders and 28-year-old Sam Hunt were shot and killed. Two others were hurt in the shooting on Sunday near 51st and Clark. And that's where Ryan Jenkins joins us live now as a vigil is taking place here. Ryan? Yeah, Susan, that vigil, family says, is going to happen tonight. I can tell you right now, family has not yet arrived. But what I can tell you is that this neighborhood is back open. I've seen kids and families running around, businesses back open. There are homes and a church here right at the corner of 51st and Center. And this is where police say that quadruple shooting happened yesterday, killing two people and injuring two others. And today I talked to the mom of one of the people who was killed here who is now crying out for an end to gun violence. A sunny Sunday afternoon in Milwaukee's uptown neighborhood marked by a deadly shooting. On Monday, family of 21-year-old Brianna Sanders and 28-year-old Sam Hunt speaking with me and hoping to send a message to the community. You're not supposed to be out here killing your people. 
period. Milwaukee police say the gunshots rang out just after noon on Sunday. People who live in the area say dozens of shots were heard. And police tell us the shooting was the result of a domestic violence-related argument. 21-year-old Brianna Sanders was killed at the scene. And I hate that Bree was took out like that. I didn't know Bree was over here until I made it over here. They was pumping Bree out of his body. Another man, Brianna's cousin by marriage, 28-year-old Sam Hunt, later died at the hospital. He's leaving his siblings behind. He's leaving his children behind, his cousins, his grandma, his mother, and I am hurt. His mom tells me she believes he was the intended target as the shooting happened outside of the mother of his children's home as he stopped by to pick some stuff up. My son is gone. My niece is gone. Y'all are wrong. Y'all need to tell the truth. Two other victims are in the hospital, one fighting for their life as police say they're searching for additional suspects. Both of those surviving suspects are also in police custody tonight as a family now shares this message. Now I have one gone and I'm just asking everybody stop ringing out at each other and do right by each other. We're supposed to love one another. And new tonight wow. at 5, Milwaukee police are updating me on just how common these types of cases are. They tell me that there were 17 homicide victims with domestic violence as the primary factor in the past year. Three so far this year, which is only one fewer than the four that were reported at this point in February last year. Reporting live at 51st and Center, Ryan Jenkins, TMJ4 News. Hey, look, and I was, uh, and remember when we had the show a couple, uh, about four or five days ago, and, and then it was, we went like almost like four days on the air just talking about things that we can do to prevent, to get ahead of some of these things. And many times when you feel an energy, when you see energy coming, uh, when you hear that people have uh, lost their lives this way, these are things that we have to start raising concerns about with our family having talks with everybody in our family and even right now if you're in a domestic relationship right now uh, seek resources seek resources to get yourself out of these situations and and I'll say this we don't know when the the, the very violent act is going to occur when when it comes to domestic violence that's why I say nobody knows when somebody's going to do certain things we only can see some of the aftermath of these situations and it's, this is just the time to talk to our loved ones. Maybe we have a loved one that's in a relationship that's domestic. Uh, this is the time to try to get ahead of the curve and try to, you know, see if they can be removed or see if we can intervene in a way where it's preventative ahead of schedule. Maybe slight conversations can be had, but a lot of people, you know, when they talk about domestics, a lot of people feel like they can't escape. They can't get out that they're trapped in these situations, whether it's uh, stability, whether it's uh, they don't have anywhere else to go, they may have children, they may have certain things going on where it kind of keeps them in this situation, or they may be trying to get away from the situation and the person is not willing to allow them to uh, get out of the relationship or walk away without them trying to inflict some type of harm. And it's just one of those things when I see people in my family or my, one of my friends and they are yelling and arguing all the time. As soon as they start yelling and arguing, I try to, I'll be like, hey, calm that down. Uh, let's, let's be reasonable. Like try to get ahead of it before it piles up. Because it, it takes a time for it to pile up 
to get to the point where it's life or death. And I think that where we want to intervene in these situations is when we start noticing it in the beginning or when we see things uh, that's questionable before it get to the point where it's so deep that now we're having these incidents where lives are lost. Hey, look, when we come back, we're going to have more discussion, Truth Nation, live. Tory Lowe Show live from Pfizer Forum. Stay locked in right here on Tory Lowe. This is the Tory Lowe Show on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. If I ain't your partner, why the f*** do you want to go against the grain? Yeah. Why the f*** do you want to drag it up in the name? Uh, uh, store. I know some moves looking who hurt me. A couple just get too hurt me. The jury don't want me to make it. The DA, I know that he working. Prosecutors want to help me. I'm hoping they don't do me dirty. Before they, I got the dirty. Shoot on go, he shoot perfect. I keep a hundred on me. 101. Saving the truth, Tory Low, Tory Low Show. DJ Brother Z on the ones and twos. Hey, look, it's political season. It's political season, and I'm going to tell you right now, it's in full effect. The, the money is, is being spent. <laughs> the money is being spent, Truth Nation. And I remember when I told y'all a long time ago that there will be a huge battle for the black male vote. I, I said this. It's articles about this. You can look it up. And... The, the Democrats are now trying to, you know, figure out a way to get the black men to come out and vote due to a lot of different things. A lot of people are feeling that uh, we have not gotten anything out of our votes for the Democratic Party. And then also Trump was speaking at a, uh, in uh, South Carolina to a black audience. And uh, he was saying some things to a majority black audience. And a lot of people were sending me snippets of what he was saying. A lot of people were sending me snippets because the left, the left had their snippets. And then if you just listen to it all the way through, you can make up your own decision. But I've seen how they clipped the clips of Trump talking to blacks because they are in fear that Trump is appealing to the black males this time around so here we go i'm talking about they spending a lot of money on marketing and things like that so when trump dropped his shoe they was they had something to say about uh trump and uh him appealing to the black community from his shoe well i looked up and i saw that a white guy bought a pair of trump's insurrection ones he bought a pair of insurrection ones for nine thousand dollars it's a white guy you know what I mean? So what I'm saying is here we go, the left and the right. But Al Sharpton popped up in my news feed. <laughs> and I got I to gotta, I gotta let y'all hear what Al Sharpton had to say. Because a lot of y'all like Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton is uh, 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 you know, one of the old style uh, advocates, reverend style advocates, Reverend Jesse Jackson, Reverend Al Sharpton. Uh, and uh, he works for MSNBC. And uh, he got on MSNBC and had some words to say about black men or black people that are deciding to vote for Trump 
Let, uh, let's listen to what Al Sharpton had to say. I repeat the insult of saying that black voters would in some way be enticed to support him because he had a mugshot like all of us are criminals or to say that because he has four indictments, one of which or really two of which both Georgia and the federal around him trying to rob votings. When we had to fight, people were bloodied, beaten and killed to get us the right to vote. And one person, one of his supporters got on Fox News saying blacks love him because of the sneakers. So let me get this right. He didn't support George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. Biden did and signed an executive order. He didn't support the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. But we supposed to go for sneakers and a mugshot. And those blacks that are standing there with him, have you no shame? I repeat. Hey, Al Sharpton, look, they nervous. And, and Al Sharpton is a lifetime liberal, like a lifetime Democrat. His whole legacy is in the Democratic Party, but he's trying to shame black people. You know, see, this is when you know the money is being spent. This is how you know it's cash out here. Because <laughs> they try, it's a, it's, this, is, this 2024 election is huge. Is huge, you know. So the gloves are off now. That was I played y'all Al Sharpton. What Al Sharpton had to say, what his concerns was about blacks voting for Trump, and you know, I had to go. Like I said, I gotta, I gotta play another clip that I saw from Dr. Phil. Y'all know Dr. Phil. Uh, he's saying that the Biden administration is complicit. In the sex trafficking and sex uh, slavery of minors. Dr. Field says something that made me raise an eyebrow. Let's listen. We're spending tax dollars to sell children into sex slavery. And he said, yeah. I said, why have you not talked about this? He said, nobody's ever asked me these pointed questions. But I'm grateful that you're asking them now. That's how out of control we are down there. We are, we are paying money to take these children and sell them into sex slavery. They, they, they come in with these addresses written on their bodies, written on their arm, and we call up there and say, uh, do you know so-and-so? Yeah, yes, uh -huh, we're waiting for them. Okay, they'll be on a plane or a bus, and you need to pick them up. And, and I ask him, so some pimp or trafficker or whatever is picking them up up there and he said we are knowingly sending them up there for that and he said it's terrible but that's what's happening that's just said we're spending tax dollars and, and and he also says a vote for biden is a vote for child sex slavery and see to me we don't ask about those 180,000 children that came across that border into these vans and, and they having these uh, congr congregation, uh, uh, Congress, not congregation, Congress meetings and meetings up in Washington, D.C. discussing these things about these children. That, that I'm talking about 180,000, maybe more children that were notably noted that were going to human traffickers from the government vehicles, going into government vehicles being dropped off in the sex trafficking this is documented so what's going on with that 
What's going on with that? But I want to open up the lines, Truth Nation. I played y'all what Al Sharpton had to say. I played y'all what Dr. Phil had to say. Right now, are you team Joe Biden or team Trump? 833-212-1017. Talk to text 833-212-1017. It's a battle right now. The money has been out there, and I'm seeing the different angles. But this huge election is coming up. It's coming down to Biden and Trump. Uh, it's a lot going on with this. 833-212-1017. All I want to know is you team Biden and why, or you team Trump and why. I mean, what, 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 why and why. That's it. I don't want to go off into, you know, all this other stuff. Because this is interesting. This is interesting. Now, Al Sharpton, he is going to speak on the behalf of a Democrat because he ran for a, as president as Democrat. I don't really know what Dr. Phil is, but I know, you know, everybody know what Dr. Phil is. But Dr. Phil is more concerned about the sex trafficking that's going on at the hands of the United States government under the Biden administration. 833-212-1017. Talk to text 833-212-1017. Team Joe Biden or Team Trump? We're going to head to the lines. White Widow, you're on a new 1017 The Truth Tap in. That's why you got the echo behind you. You're live. I am hey. live. Live from cool. Pfizer 4. Hey, I'm happy to hear it. Um, listen, I'm neither, but I'm going to encourage everybody, every time you get a chance to vote, <laughs> vote, hold your nose, write your name in, anybody's <laughs> name, you know, really, because it's, it's, it's sad. It, it's, it's scary, and it's so necessary, people. I went to that Joel Acevedo trial, and I, I was like, I went back in time. 30 years ago, that's how those juries were all white. You know, when I was on one, I had a brother. I think that was it on the one and the other one. I was standalone. But please, that's where they pull, take the jury pool. And it's not fair that people are, you know, that it's disadvantaged financially. I was blessed that my company compensated me for what they didn't pay. So I know it's a hardship, man. But, you know, that week, that three days, that two days is going to make will make a difference, believe it or not, you being on the jury, the people who are seeing this, Truth Nation, moms, dads, your people who you know who have got those unjust felons, you really need to just use that voting, at, you know, vehicle for that purpose because neither one of them. And, you know, I, it's Black History Month. I got to say this. You know, I'm sad that I got to still see the Confederate flag thrown in my mm. face because in Germany... It's a crime to show the swastika in public. So people of this country, you know, this and Tori, my heart, I hope, I hope you must go to France. You must. That's where all the okay. early black politicians, the, you know what I mean? And, and that's what you need to get the Americans uh, that, that layer off of you because you're going to be in a country where, you know, it, I was, I loved it because. There's no rounded shoulders. And as far as I'm concerned, poverty is why the violence is. Violence besets violence. You're a product of your environment. And it's because we got the Confederate flag still around. Because we have the message of the Confederate flag still in office. 
still making decisions. You know, and we got to flip it like we did in the day. And if anybody's out there from the day, the commandos who protected everybody, who marched in Milwaukee for 200 days, because if you went and tried to move in one of those schools, in those areas where your kids were getting bust, forced, there was crosses on your lawn burned. You were spit at. You were attacked. And thank God that those people, they fought and they went against that viaduct in the protest for 200 days. And the cops knew it was coming. It was, it was, it was supposed to be peaceful. They came right block away from us. It was wonderful going to that south side. And they were met with the whole south side with kids throwing feces and stuff. So, mm. you know, really, the, the fact of the matter is, if anybody's out there, one of those commandos, who protected the protesters, who protected us in school, who were huge, black, calm, kind men. Mm, okay. Hey, you know, I'll say this, you know, this is the time where they can check and see who's doing what. Plus, they can automatically what's going on with your phones. They can look. They can look and see what you're scrolling at. They can look and see what you, the algorithms. If you say something right now, they'll it'll pop up on your phone. So they definitely got the engine working right now with the politics. And many times when we look at politics, depending on what you're scrolling on, that's what you're gonna see. Like if you if you're more Republican, you may see more Republican ideas. If you're more Democratic, they may show you more Democratic ideas. And that's why I always say, always look in between the lines when it comes to politics. Plus, a lot of people believe that the black community, uh, when it comes to the president, see, will we'll never get any relief at all. You know, the only thing we could do is try to vote local, get the local elections together in our communities and hold the local politicians and electeds accountable because many times the local electeds are more powerful when it comes to your life, your daily life, than the president. And I see a huge battle for the black vote right now. And Trump just did a speech in South Carolina in a room full of uh, black, I guess, conservatives. And I'll say this, it was interesting to see the reaction from the left because they want to kind of, you know, distract people from voting for Trump. And then the right, I think they out of touch. To tell you the truth, I don't think that the GOP is in touch with the black community at all. I don't. I, I don't think that they even know what to do. And, and I think that if, if Trump wasn't running for president and, and the way Trump is, that sparked the interest. I don't think that it would be no connection other than if you are able to become a rich person and get the tax breaks. That's, that's how I feel about that. But there is something Trump said uh, to this black audience when it came to Joe Biden. Uh, do we got that audio, uh, DJ Brother Z? Uh, yeah, there's a couple more seconds of the ad. Okay. Yeah, but what I'm saying is they're, they're trying to get in our neighborhoods. Well, the Democrats are already in our neighborhoods. Matter of fact, they in our churches. They come to our churches when it's time to vote. They'll walk right on the pulpit. <laughs> and and they and they'll let them talk to the congregation, you know what I mean? So this is the first time that they're worried that the black vote may lean more toward the, the GOP or the Republican idea. 
Let's listen to what Trump had to say. Tonight, WBTV is hearing from the leaders of the Black Conservative Federation after Trump delivered some controversial remarks about black voters ahead of the primary election. That that's why the black people like me, because they have been hurt so badly and discriminated against. And they actually viewed me as I'm being discriminated against. It's, it's been pretty amazing. Now, Trump sparked major backlash following these comments regarding black voters last night at the Federation's gala. Um, now, while these comments sparked some outrage among people, the Federation says it stands with Trump. Now, we've reached out to the Black Conservative, Conservative Federation on this matter. They tell WBTV in part, no amount of media deception or liberal race baiting will sway the minds of black voters. Now, we put the Federation's full comment on our website, WBTV.com. Hey, look, hey, they didn't, you know, I've seen the clips. A matter of fact, some people sent me clips of Trump from that gala. And I was just like, I got the popcorn and the soda. I, I, I watch all of it. Uh, you can't, I'm an I'm a advocate. I get out here, I have to deal with things straight up. So when I see the propaganda machine or from the left and the right going, I just sit back and watch it. It happens every election. It happens every election all to kind of gain an advantage on what you do at the polls. But there is something floating around from that gala of Trump. Uh, talking about Joe Biden and his racism, uh, I'll tell you this. It was interesting to hear. And, and you know, I'm going to tell you this. Rich white people, they're going to have a hard time connecting with, with disenfranchised black people. <laughs> like, like when I'm going around Wisconsin and, and I talk to some of the Republicans, even the black ones, when they talk to me, I, sometimes I don't think that they're in touch because they don't even live in, 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 on the north side or they don't live in black communities. And many times they're, they're, they don't even have the pulse of what really needs to be done. So anybody that shows up and say how I'm from the hood, they listen to them. And even though that person, nobody may not even know this person or, or have any trust with this person, they can show up to these Republican events and, and be the ones that they listen to because they don't know what's going on. <laughs> Like it's it's odd. Both I, that's why I say you have to be, you have to really concentrate on the local. You know the alderman, the state representative, the congresswoman. You know, these are the people that can directly affect your life. Because once they get up there, you know, in Washington D.C., you know, it, it becomes a huge disconnect when it comes to what's going on in the black neighborhoods. So we better, I say we better off really trying to get good aldermans and things like that on a local level and then try to get that together because a lot of people, y'all don't even know that it's an election going on and, and how many of y'all got out and voted? Low voter turnout again. And, and, and this is a huge election coming up in the city of Milwaukee. Hey, look, when we come back, Truth Nation, we'll have more conversation live. Tory Lowe Show live from Pfizer Forum. Stay locked in right here on Tory Lowe. It's the Tory Lowe Show on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Yeah. Weezy, I. 
don't smoke illegal. I got more slaps than the Beatles. Four running on diesel, dog. Playing with my name, this lethal dog. Don Corleone. One on one, saving the truth. Tory Low, Tory Low Show. DJ Brother Z on the ones and twos. Tory Low Show live from Pfizer Farm. Milwaukee Bucks faces the Charlotte Hornets tonight at the HBCU game night. Hey, look, last year we had a great time. Hey, we got the GM in the building, Sharice Harris in the building. Sharice Harris. Hey, Sharice, uh, I'll tell you this. Last year we had a great time. Yeah, I want I want you to jump on here and tell how how we did last year, how it was at the HBCU. Can you guys Bucks. hear me? Yeah. Oh, they can hear you. Let's oh. get her a chair because oh, you know we putting it together. We, you know. <laughs> Hi. Let's see. Cherie happy Harris to be in the here. Building. Now it's look. Impromptu. Last year, it definitely impromptu. Yeah. But last year we was at the game. I represent. It was yes. powerful. It was. It was. And, and you, you are a part of the what they call the divine nine. Yes. Okay. So last year they were stepping. Yes, I'm part of, I am a member of Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated. Uh -huh. And so last year, Divine Nine, which includes all nine of those sororities and fraternities, had an opportunity to step and party walk, as you call what it. Do, what do you mean, party walk? What's, what's that like to... <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just an opportunity for us to, you know, just... To do your thing. Do our thing and, you know, do our Like call. the Soul Train line. Yes, yeah, a little bit like that, but not quite like that. <laughs> Right. And this year they get to do it again. And it's pretty cool to see um, the fraternities and sororities downstairs practicing on the court and just having a unified walk mm. and just getting together. So it's part of the HBCU experience. But it's also, I mean, I um, did my process at a PWI. But it's just great to see that Divine Nine is being represented. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is great because you get to see, like, like you down in Atlanta somewhere. Yeah. We're like at the, you know, when they do that little step and when they do all yeah, of that, uh, yes. that, that, they really bring it home. They really do a great job of displaying the right. historical black colleges. And I think it's not all about stepping and party walking. Right. You know, it's also about, I mean, for my personal experience, it was about sisterhood, uh, giving back to the community, just being part of something big where you can, you know, have think, think have like-minded opportunities. And also the networking is powerful too. Right. You know, it, it extends beyond the college campus. There's a lot of us that are out there in great positions where we can help each other come up. Right and just be a mentor for those who are still in undergrad and those who are pursuing graduate degrees and beyond. So it's, it's a lifetime, for a lot of us, it's a lifetime commitment. Mm -hmm. and, and to me, when we see people gathering together to talk about HBCUs, the history, mm -hmm. the things like that, uh, basketball, you know, doing <laughs> it through basketball. Yes. You know, the Charlotte Hornets will be, at the, we'll be playing the Charlotte Hornets tonight, the Bucks. But it just seems like, Everybody's excited. You, I see people walking up and down, right. uh, coming in. You know, uh, I saw the, the Charlotte Hornets coming in, and oh, uh, wow, all these people are that. just like, "Hey, you know, this is an exciting time." Yeah, I, I appreciate that the Milwaukee Bucks is um, 
being intentional right. with Black History Month and acknowledging um, the purpose of a lot of us who attend HBCUs or PWIs and just the college experience and not just checking the box or dotting the I and crossing the T. They're really going to have a, a lot, of, from what I've read, mm -hmm. they're going to have performances, they're going to have right. opportunities, people to network during the game. So with the Bucks, it's not about just watching the game. Right. It's a family it's experience. It's a whole thing. And it, right. students came through last time. I think there's something going on with the students as well. Yes. And then they come through and just, you know, to join the game. Yes. Yes. So I wish I could stay and watch it all. I would love to do that. But for those of you who are still contemplating to come down and watch the game, I highly recommend it. They're really they're setting up shop down there. You want to see it. You hey. want to be here for the whole experience. All right. All right. Sheree Harris, then join me. Live from Pfizer Forum. I appreciate you for you talking too. about that because, like I said, these are great events, family events to watch at yes. the same time. Yes. Just in yes. case you're considering uh, getting out there and being a part of some of these organizations. Right. right. You definitely want to watch and do your homework. You know, make sure you do your homework when you're right. looking at Divine Nine um, because, once again, it's a commitment. It's a lifetime commitment, but it's amazing. It's an amazing experience. I don't have any regrets. And everybody has a wonderful, pur everybody has a different purpose and different reason why they join different organizations, but it's, it's right. ser serving the community. That's what we're about, serving the community. Hey, look, when we come back, Truth Nation, we're going to keep the lines open. Tory Lowe Show live from Pfizer Forum, HBCU night. Tonight, the Bucks will play the Charlotte Hornets. Truth Nation, stay locked in right here on Tory Lowe.